0: I want to take a minute to tell you about Federal Access. Federal Access is our coaching and training platform that we develop for government contractors. The resources in Federal Access have helped our clients win over $13.6 billion in government contracts. When you become a member, you're going to get access to hundreds of documents, templates, training videos, on-demand webinars, and you get SME support from me. So if you have a question, you can email me directly anytime here's a special offer for game changers listeners visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just 29 dollars. that's federal-access.com forward slash game changers to get started for just 29 dollars. now let's get into this episode the big question is this if government contracting is supposed to be so easy why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. Hey everybody, welcome to the 200th episode of Game Changers for Government Contractors. First of all, I really want to thank you for 200 episodes, over 225 thousand downloads as we're going into our seventh year of the podcast i am just so grateful for every single listener your comments your feedback all of that has just been critical for me in this journey and i can't thank you enough for coming along for the ride i, I wanted to talk today about persistence and how it relates to even the podcast because when i started this podcast back in 2016 it was a decision based on data i did a survey of our clients i did it on LinkedIn and i really There was a need for this type of content. There was a need for game changers. Josh and I sat back and kind of evaluated some stuff we were doing and really took a leap of faith. To give you an idea, in our first year of the podcast, we only got 2,700 downloads. That was it, 2,700 downloads. In year two, that number tripled. In year three and four, it just kept growing significantly more and more by mostly by word of mouth and then search kind of picked us up and things like that. But we didn't start with hundreds of thousands of listeners. We didn't start with thousands and thousands of downloads and we didn't come out of the gate and initially hear people saying, oh, I heard you on the podcast this week or or reaching out on LinkedIn saying, hey, I was listening to your podcast. You know, that took time. It was probably midway through our second, maybe even early in our third year before we started consistently getting feedback from the market and really hearing a lot of great things about it. And now flash forward to today and the podcast is the number one way that people hear about our company. It's the number one reason people become clients usually. And it's just been so helpful in getting our message out there to government contractors. I want to help relate this to you in your business journey today and why persistence is so important. The story of Game Changers really is a story of persistence. So those couple of years right in the beginning, it was really being done in a vacuum like, hey, I think this was a good episode. I think this one. Was better. And it was a learning experience because I think when I first started recording, I was on this really crappy $10 microphone. And then I got a $60 microphone. And today I'm on like a hundred and something dollar microphone. And the editing software got better as we went and all those sort of things. And we got smarter about how we did things. So, like, when I look at the first few episodes, I just kind of shake my head and I'm like, oh, it's so bad. You know, there's noise and all this stuff. And now the clarity of the episodes are so much better and cleaner and that sort of stuff. And we still have our glitches from time to time, but we de- we developed a better product over time. And I think that's helped lead to our success over the last few years. The same thing should be happening in your business. As you go, you should be getting better at what you do and the delivery of what you do. But as with everything it takes persistence to win at anything you do. So whether it's business or sports or learning how to ride a bike, you have to keep going even if you don't have overnight success because that's really when it's especially important. Most people quit way too early. I always think about not enough people have seen what you do. So like if you were in business and you said, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to do a seminar down at the local holiday inn because that used to be a business strategy, right?" And you send out a bunch of, uh, you know, mailers and stuff and six people show up, that's still something. If only six people show up, that's better than nothing. In fact, the first seminar I ever did in public, that's actually how it went. I put out a bunch of flyers. I did these mailers with tickets and stuff. in. I did all this different stuff. And there were six businesses that showed up to that thing. But one of those six became a client and was a client for nearly two years. I was down about it and thinking, oh, this didn't work really well. And yet. I had a client that over the next two years would pay me somewhere in the neighborhood of almost $50,000. We can't look at those little first steps as failure. We have to look at those as a learning experience and we've got to stay persistent because it's just too easy to get discouraged in business when you're not having the success that maybe a colleague or a competitors have and they're just crushing it. So you look at their business and think, I'm just as good as them. Why am I not having that same success? When in reality, you don't know all about all the failure, all the work, all the time they've put in behind the scenes to make their business a success. You're only seeing that highlight reel and it looks effortless to you. I guarantee you it wasn't effortless. Even folks that are considered overnight successes work their butts off for years. And you know what? Sometimes people do have rapid success, but that's That is not the norm. It's not the norm. Like a fraction of a percent of people come out of the gate and just have massive success. Most people, 99.999, whatever percent of people don't hit their stride right away. It takes time. It takes a lot of time. I wanted to talk a a little bit about some of the famous examples that are out there. and I'm just going to list a few of these for you. I'm not going to go into all their stories. You can go look at their stories. But I wanted to, to just bring a handful of examples of people that most of you will know. So Julia Child, which was famous in the cooking world, you know, she was famous. 50 years old before she published her first cookbook. 50 years old. Think about Stan Lee, the master of Marvel, right? When I think about Stan Lee, I just think about all the ideas in that guy's head. He was 40 before he got his first major success in the comic book industry. And then he was nearly 80 years old before Spider-Man bailed him out of bankruptcy because the comic book world did some really cool things from 40 to his 80s. And then close to 80, he was bankrupt. Like he had no money. It wasn't going anywhere. They were going to have to get rid of everything. He sold the rights to all kinds of stuff to avoid bankruptcy. And then guess what? Spider-Man bails him out with that first movie with Tobey Maguire. That bails him out of that. That was what? 2001, 2002 or whatever it was. And then flash forward a handful of years later and it goes off the charts with Marvel. And Marvel becomes the juggernaut that it is today. So we're talking decades of time and by the way guess what stan lee's publisher hated spider-man he did not like quote the bug guy and wanted something else but stan lee kept talking to him about it and eventually just snuck it into one of the comics last minute put him on the cover of it it wasn't even a spider-man comic and boom everybody loved spider-man and it took off so let's talk about vera wang for a minute this is another person in the fashion industry that almost everybody knows who she is she didn't really get into the fashion industry till she was in her 40s. So she wasn't even in the industry that she's famous for until she was in her 40s. Ray Kroc, the guy that, I don't like to say founded McDonald's because he saw McDonald's and then bought McDonald's from those guys, the McDonald's brothers. He didn't do that till he was in his 50s. Dude was literally in his 50s and he had really failed at these door-to-door traveling salesman jobs for years and years and years. But when he saw McDonald's, if you've seen the movie with Michael Keaton, I, I don't remember the name of it, but it's all about the McDonald's. I think it's called Founder maybe. You can go look it up. It's a really good movie. When he went to the first McDonald's, he was blown away with how they did what they did. And so he just bought it, took it to another level. But that didn't happen until his 50s. Colonel Sanders is a famous example. The guy used his his monthly social security checks in his 60s to start franchising kfc so he was on social security that he used those checks to start franchising kfc steve jobs is another famous one the guy got fired from apple Think about that. Early on, he got fired from Apple, went away, did a bunch of things and then came back to Apple and took Apple to an entirely new level. You would not know about Apple today had he not got rehired by them. Like when I was a kid, I'd saw the Apple computers, but I just don't know that you would really know what Apple is. You would not have the iPhone if it wasn't for Steve Jobs. I guarantee you that. Walt Disney is another one. At one point in his life, the dude was living off dog food and unable to pay rent. He was told that he lacked creativity at all his production studios. Like, dude, you lack creativity, you'll never make it in this business. (laughs) And look at Walt Disney today, the juggernaut it is in the space. J.K. Rowling is another one. She was a single mother on welfare when she wrote the first Harry Potter book. These are all examples of people that were not going away. They just persisted through all of their struggles and all of the things that were happening in life because they. They knew deep down they were destined to do something that's really again what i feel like the story of game changers it's this thing that started and it's continuing to grow and grow and grow and i, I think we're, we haven't even hit our stride yet i think we're going to have millions of downloads in upcoming years and it's just going to help us reach more and more people in the market but it is persistence where we said hey even though year one year two year three even though we haven't hit any home runs yet i know where this is going and I'm seeing progress. See, that's the thing. Belief in yourself, belief in your product or service will only get you so far. You do need a plan with milestones and you need a way to measure the progress with clear metrics so you can point to it in order to justify that you should keep going. And sometimes it almost feels like insanity, like, should I keep going? Is this really working? But if you have the metrics, you can easily sit down in black and white and say, I have a clear case for why I should keep going. And here's what's working. Here's what's not working. That's often a big thing is look at what's working and what's not. Stop doing what's not working or make changes to it and do more of what's working. That often helps us because now we're managing our time better. We're amplifying the things that are already working. When I was looking at this, I was like, hey, so if if doing two podcasts a month is helping, what if I did four? What if I did one every week instead Instead of twice a month, what would that do? And the numbers shot up because we were doing we were producing more content whereas before it just wasn't enough content for people now it's enough then we mixed in some other different things like these episodes where it's just one-on-one with me and so it's not just a guest and me talking to them there's just pure one-on-one with my giving you my raw thoughts and emotions about what works in business once I saw that was working I'm like ah we're gonna do more of that and so that's just kind of how I've looked at it is let's just keep doing more of what works works, let's either phase out or change what isn't working and then it's rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. If you're not having significant progress all the time, but you are having progress, that can be a reason to keep going because progress is what fuels the journey and often is what keeps you from thinking you're going crazy. Like you have to have measurable progress. It doesn't mean you can't have a year where you go backwards a little bit, but why did you go backwards a little bit? And don't settle for that. Don't Don't settle for going backwards. Keep fighting in your business to make sure you are growing. You need to grow your business for a lot of reasons. One is your own personal sanity and your own personal fulfillment, but two, regardless of what you provide to the world, doesn't really matter. There's value that your customers get from whatever you're providing and they need that. They need you to be successful. They need you to scale your business so you can reach more customers just like them so you can help more people with whatever your solution is. Guess what else? Your employees needed. So if right now it's just you and your kitchen table, maybe a year from now, it's you at your kitchen table with one more person on your team or somebody remotely on your team. And then maybe a year from now or from then, it's five people. And two years from then, maybe it's 10 or 15 people. And maybe 20 years from now, you've got 150 people. Those are 150 families that are going to benefit from your success. It's not selfish to keep going and to persist. It's not a selfish. You're helping yourself. There's a lot of fulfillment there, but you're helping your customers. You're helping your employees. You're helping all their families. You're doing good in your community by contributing in that way. There's so many cool things. And as you grow, that's another thing is you get to contribute to charities and things like that. In our business, we do these quarterly bonuses in our business. We just wrote some checks the other day. I've got a friend that's doing a bicycle thing to raise money. And so we contributed money to that. We've got uh, somebody that was trying to move into a new house and we're like, Hey, we're going to contribute money to do to that. Hey, we've got this other thing and we want to contribute money to that. I had somebody this morning telling me about a project and I was like, hey, send me a link. I'll contribute money to that. And so you get to do really cool things for not only your community, but other charities as you become successful. So if it's not enough to keep going for yourself, think about all the other lives you touch by persisting. Think about that and let that be the fuel that drives you. I just want to close out this episode today by again saying thank you to everyone that listens to Game Changers. I really, really, really appreciate you. A lot of you have reached out to me and either had phone calls, emails, that sort of thing over the years, and I love to get to know all of you. If you haven't reached out on LinkedIn, I highly recommend you reach out, connect with me on LinkedIn. I respond to all those messages personally, or you can send me an email, whatever it may be. I'm always trying to grow our community and meet folks. I love it. It's one of the things I really, really love about what I do is the podcast and all the people I I get to meet. And I'll leave you with this keep going. Keep going at whatever you're doing, whatever your business is, because again, most of the time, you only see the highlight reel of successes. You don't see all of the hard work it takes to get where those people are going. I know because I've been in business for 20 years, and the first 10 years sucked. The first 10 years were hard. There was just ups and downs left and right. It was su- such an emotional roller coaster. And then the last probably I don't know, five, eight years, we've been on this track where it's like, this is what success feels like. And I want you to experience that. You don't have to take 20 years. Maybe I'm a slow learner, you know, and that's really one of the reasons RSM exists. We want to accelerate your success from however many years it should take to just six to 12 months to be more successful in the government. I want that for you. I want you to learn from our mistakes and be successful faster than we were. And hey, again, I'll just leave you with the big thanks. Keep listening to Game Changers. Keep commenting, sending us, you know, emails and LinkedIn messages because we really do appreciate appreciate it. I appreciate you, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at slash game changers.